to uh, continue this series on the young and the restless part three and it looks like I'm gonna have five parts to this sermon uh, but this is part three of the young and the restless the young and the restless and, and this the context of this is just really speaking to uh, obviously particularly young people, and you may say, who are young people? Anybody who's younger than me is a young person. So if you are under 60 years old, you can say I'm a young person, at least compared to that guy. But I want to talk about three things in this part. I want to talk to you about uh, anarest, A-N-A, rest. I want to talk about receiving, and I want to talk about katal, or it's spelled K-A-T-A rest. So there's, there's two kind of rests that I want to get across to you. If you notice our theme for the year, the year of rest, 2019, our theme this year is the year of rest. We have two scriptures uh, for the year of rest, Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30, and that word rest there is uh, anapausis, A-N-A-P-A-U-S-I-S, from which we get, our, of course, our English word pause. And then there's a, uh, and then in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 to 11, that Greek word for rest is katapausis, which is K-A-T-A, and then pauses. So there's two kind of rests. We, we need both rests. And what I'm, what I'm hoping to do is to uh, get us in this month of August, as we're heading towards uh, the second half of the year, to get us to understand that God wants us to rest. And, and his rest doesn't mean take a nap. His rest doesn't mean to get some sleep. No, he's talking about a rest that will refresh your soul. Amen. Amen. Anybody need some refreshing of the soul? Just So I talked last week, and I, and I really feel like this is, this is so important. I talked last week about, about having an orphan spirit and, and, and that spirit of I don't belong to anybody, that spirit of I'm all alone, that spirit that says you are abandoned, that is a lie. You are not alone. Tell the person next to you, you are not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. I've been uh, reading, I read a book earlier this year on rest, but I've been reading uh, this book by John Kostler. It's called uh, The Radical Pursuit of Rest the radical pursuit of rest. And I like it says, escaping the productivity trap. 
Oh my. Escaping the productivity trap. In other words, too many of us hold our value not based on who we are, but on what we do. Let me say that again. Too many of us base our value on what we do rather than who we are. Jesus loves you for who you are, not for what you do. Amen. And it is carnal, it is sinful for you to think that what you do is worthy of anything that you receive. It is the grace of God. Oh, you're quiet, but that's all right. We'll, 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 we'll help you. We'll help you understand that you need to get off of the production treadmill. We're always, here's my card. Because my card values who I am. When we meet people, what do you do? That's our secret way of saying, help Jesus, that's our secret way of saying, what you do will determine whether I should waste my time with you. Turn your neighbor and say, he's talking to you right now. He's talking to you right now. What you do will determine whether you are worth my spending time with. Mm. What you do will determine whether I can get something out of you. I read this, this, this paragraph and it really hit me and I want to speak to many of you who have that orphan spirit, who think I'm abandoned, I'm all alone. And uh, John Kostler, he says it this way. He says, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus tells us that we do not need to be anxious about food and clothing because our heavenly Father knows we need them. Turn your name and say, neighbor. neighbor. Obviously, Obviously, you haven't been worried about food. <laughs> if, you like, if you like me, you've been eating too much ice cream. Hallelujah. <laughs> he says, thus, the weight of anxiety and worry is our soul's misapprehension. This is the thinking of people who see themselves as orphaned. If you're worried about food, if you're worried about shelter, if you're worried about what I'm going to do, this is the thinking of people who feel orphaned, who feel abandoned, who feel I don't belong to anybody. And such anxiety is the anguish cry of a soul that is a mind and emotions that has forgotten that God 
is our Heavenly Father. Amen. I want all the fathers, if you're a father, just stand up right now. Father, if you're standing right now. If you're a father, stand up right now. Okay. Now let me say what Jesus has said. And I, and I think I know most of you, and most of you are good fathers. Jesus said, if you, being a human, knows how to take care of your children, how much more will our Heavenly Father take care of us? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Let's give a hand for these fathers. You belong to God. Our Heavenly Father watches over us. If he takes care of the sparrows, he's going to make a way for you. Now, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 30, and now I'm going to move a little faster here. Um, I like the message Bible by uh, Eugene Peterson. He says, are you, are you tired? Are you worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get away with me, and you'll, you'll recover your life. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. Get away with me. Spend time with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. He's talking about NR rest. And apostles rest. And, and this, this prefix, Anna, means to, to pause in the midst of. To pause in the midst of. Or to pause in between. In other words, we, we did it last week. I was playing a song, and most of you have uh, music on your, on your device. And there's, a, there's a, a, a sign that says pause. And if you press pause, it will stop even though the song's not finished. Are you with me? It'll stop even though the song's not finished. And you can press pause anytime you want. You don't need the Spirit's leading to press pause. So what are you saying, Bishop? I am saying that this is, this is basically a Sabbath rest. And some of you need to stop being on the treadmill, working seven days a week, and sometimes God is saying, press pause and just stop. What's not done is not done. But you don't understand how busy I am. No, you don't understand how much you are a slave to time. And not realize that God, if he puts you wherever he puts you, he'll take care of the rest if you will get, take a rest. Oh, my. And, and, and I want to show you that taking a Sabbath, whether it's a Sunday or a Monday, whatever your Sabbath is, you, you, you and I and I need to stop violating the Ten Commandments. In the same place where he puts, you shouldn't steal. In the same place where he puts, you shouldn't lie. In the same place where he puts, you shouldn't, you shouldn't commit adultery. In that same place, he says, remember to get a rest. Oh, it's quiet in here. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. 
You need to just press pause in your life. Because you working like a dog is letting God know I can't trust you. Oh, you're not going to like me. But that's all right. I'm trying to help you. You're all stressed out and, and irritable and nasty. And the bottom line is, is that you're not getting rest. Jesus says, I'm going to give you a rhythm. And when the rhythm in the psalm says, Selah, that means pause. Stop. How many of you, how many of you know this store? If you can look at the picture. I had fun. I was at the Burlington Mall. And it was a Sunday. And I went to the food court. And I sat there laughing at the people to the left. Because the people to the left were wondering, this is a food court. Why are all these stores open and my favorite store is not open? That store is called Chick-fil-A. They don't open on Sunday. In fact, they got an offer when the Super Bowl was in Atlanta, I think because that's where the headquarters are. They offered them Look, if you guys open up on Super Bowl Sunday, you're going to make crazy money. And they said, no. They are not open on Sunday. The owner of that store, the corporate head, is a believer, Christian. And they believe that Sunday is the day of rest. And so everybody's going to get rest. Now, you may say, man, they must be losing money. Next page. This is fact. This was a report put out in 2018 by Quick Service Restaurant Magazine, and they said that Chick-fil-A per store, revenue per store, makes more than McDonald's, Starbucks, and Subway combined. See, my profession, my, my degree is in accounting, so numbers, you, those numbers aren't going to lie. And then, if you want to compare companies, Chick-fil-A, Chicken Filet, Kentucky Fried Chicken, Chicken Filet, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Chick-fil-A produces three, what? Almost four times, four times more. Revenue per store. See, y'all looking at this layer. You see, you're looking at this like, I don't believe this. See, God just needs somebody. In Malachi chapter 3, what did he say? It's probably the only place where he says, put me to the test. And see if I don't pour out the window out of the windows of heaven blessings you have no room to receive and you may say well they have a different mo uh, 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 model and they you can say whatever you want to say but the numbers don't lie 
They are closed on Sunday. So for those of you who like Chick-fil-A, you just moved into this area and you say, hey, I heard about this church. Do not go on Sunday because they are closed. They just said, we're getting off of the rat race. We're pressing pause. And some of you, this will save your life. You need to... So you need to find a space in this in these 168 hours besides sleeping where you just say enough's enough. Are you still with me? <laughs> Hebrews chapter 4 verse 9 to 11. I want to close on this. So I talked about And our pastors. I want to talk about catapostas here. There remains, therefore, this is the King James Version, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 to 11. There remain, therefore, a rest to the people of God, for he or she that has entered into God's rest has also ceased from doing their own thing or their own work as God did from his rest or from his works let us labor it's interesting what God says I need you to rest but you're going to have to work to get rest that's strange he says let us labor other translations say let us be diligent let us make every effort let us exert ourselves let us do our best let us try as hard as we can let us Study, let us be eager, let us make haste, let us keep at it, let us exercise ourselves, let us give, up, give our all, let us do our best to receive that rest. Let us do our best to receive that rest. Let us do our best to receive that rest, lest any man fall or any woman fall in the same example of unbelief. Meaning that if you don't enter into God's rest, you are an unbeliever. I'm trying to help you. Burning, can burning the candle at both ends is not the will of God. If we're, if we're going to, Paul says in the Hebrew, the, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, follow me as I what? How many times did Jesus say, hey guys, let's stop and take a break? But all these people need to get healed. Let's stop and take a break. God created the Sabbath not because he was tired. Woo! That universe was, <laughs> took a lot out of me. Woo! Move over, Jesus. I need a break. No, he, he took a break because he was letting us know that if he took a break, you need to take a break. Mm. Ah. This word... Anapostis means to stop in the midst of. In other words, you're doing anything, just stop. Just stop where you are. Just stop what you're doing. Even if it ain't finished, just stop. 
Find your rhythm spot where you need to stop. For some of you, Sunday can't be a, a Sabbath, but maybe Monday is. When is your Sabbath? When do you take a break? When do you get off of the, when, you know, the, the treadmill of life and just say, stop and, and find something that refreshes your soul? Some of you, it's just nature. Some of you, it's Netflix. Some of you, it's window shopping because you don't got any money. That's fine. <laughs> take a break. I know you're looking at me funny, so maybe you don't like me. Turn your name and say, take a break. Take, take a break. Take a break. Take a break. You just, take a break. You didn't say, turn your name and say, take a break. Okay, just tell them to relax. See, some of you, you, some of you, you're looking at me like, like I, like I just said a curse word. Take a break. Relax. Find your rhythm. Mm. This word catapausis is a different kind of rest. It is kata means down from. So there is a rest where you control and you need to stop. And then there's a rest that comes from God. Like, like it, I call it a downloaded rest. Are you with me so far? Now, let me just close with this. Are you tracking with me? So there's, there's, there's two kinds of rest. Anapostles, you stop in the midst of what you're doing. And catapostles mean it's a, it's, a, it's a rest that comes down from God. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, every good gift and every perfect gift comes where? Down from the Father above, okay? So, so now, here we go. Are you with me? Are you with me so far? This is going to help you now. So, so, God says, I have a rest for you, but the rest that I have for you is going to be determined by if you stay where you are supposed to be, are you with me? Or if you get to the spot where you're supposed to be. In other words, whatever I have for you, I'm going to get it to you. It's called grace. Are you with me? It's called, how many of you got a job that you, ne you weren't even looking for? Raise your hand. Have gotten a job you weren't even looking for, okay? See, that's grace. That's great. How many of you, you, you say to yourself, how in the world did they even get my name? Raise your hand. Anybody get that? Part? Yeah, yeah. It, that's grace. That's grace. That's just grace. That's just God just basically saying, I choose you. But you had to be where you were supposed to be. Mm. So, so watch this. So, oh, help me, Holy Spirit. So you have the children of Israel, they are fleeing from the Egyptians. There's, there's the Red Sea in front of them. There are mountains to the side of them and there's the Egyptians chasing them out. And Moses is standing there wondering, what am I going to do? And what does Moses, what does the Lord say to Moses? And then what does, what does Moses say to the people? He says what? He says, stand still. And watch the Lord bring deliverance. For some of you, the reason why the Lord can't bring deliverance is because you have not stood still. 
You're too busy trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this. And God is saying, stand still. Mm. Jesus says in Acts chapter 1, verse 4, help us, Holy Spirit, help us to get this. He says, stay here until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Stay here. Jesus told over 500 people to stay in Jerusalem. And only one-fourth, 120, actually did what he told them to do. Are you with me? There's a spot that you have to stay at. I love this scripture. Of course, we know Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord, help me out, shall what? Renew their strength. They shall what? Mount up his wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Let me tell you this scripture in the passage translation. It says, those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. If you wait on the Lord, you will experience divine strength. In other words, God is saying, stay where you're supposed to be and I will get what needs to be gotten to you there. It ain't good English, but it's good gospel. So this young man's been sitting there for, I don't know, let me see. He's been sitting there for about, because I'm timing my message, so he's been sitting there about 25 minutes, okay? And now I'm going to throw him the ball. Oh, you can't drop the ball. You're supposed to be a good catcher. Okay, so I'm going to throw him the ball, okay, because he was there. He stayed there. And some of you, come here, come here. Some of you, now he was waiting 25 minutes. Some of you were waiting one year, two years, three years, four years, five years. And you know what you did? You said, nothing happening. So you decided to leave. And then God throws a blessing and you're not there. And then you have the nerve to say, God, why didn't you bless me? And God said, I did, but you left where I told you to stay. You left the church that I told you to stay at. You left the job I told you to stay at. You left the marriage I told you to stay at. You left your kids I told you to stay at. You left your parents I told you to stay at. I told you to stay there, and you left. And now you're wondering, where's my blessing? Your blessing just got fumbled. Or at worst, can I get the football back? Woo, I didn't expect that from you. <laughs> or what's even more frustrating, can I borrow you, sir? Yeah. Now, you see an unoccupied seat, right? Yeah, why don't you take that seat? Okay. So what happens now is that, watch this. This guy's just minding his own business. He sees a seat, and all of a sudden, He's like, oh, this is nice. So in other words, somebody else got your blessing. 
Somebody else got what should have went to you. Because you left. See, God ain't going to waste his blessing. That's why some of you, I need to five on this. Some of you, let's say he was waiting for about 10 years and he just shows up for 10 minutes and all of a sudden it just drops. He's like, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe I got blessed that fast. Actually, you probably didn't get blessed that fast. God just had a perfect time to get it there. But he decided to leave. Turn your name and say, he's talking about you right now. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. That's for you. Yeah. Now, now one more point, and then we are going to pray. Well, two more points. So there is a spot that you need to get to, you need to stay at, in order to receive the rest that God has for you. The rest that God has for you is this. I do the work so you don't have to. I do the work so you don't have to. I do the work so you don't have to. Why? So that no one will get the credit but me. Okay. Now, then there is, you got to get to the right spot. In other words, there are quarterbacks who they throw the ball in the air before somebody's even at that spot because they know that when you get to the spot, it's going to drop right in your lap. Tell somebody get to the right spot. Ruth, in the book of Ruth, she is in a place called Moab where God says, you all are so cursed, this is Deuteronomy 23, verse 3, that I'm going to curse you on 323. I always get them mixed up. It's either 23-3 or 3-23. So you all are so cursed that I'm going to curse you to your 10th generation. You, you know God is really upset with a, with a people. Yeah. And so by his grace, he sends Naomi there. Naomi becomes Ruth's mother-in-law. Her son dies, and Ruth says to her mother-in-law, as she's going back to Bethlehem, Judah, where you go, I'll go. Naomi's saying, no, stay here. She's like, no, I'm going with you. What Ruth did not know, that if she got to the right spot, she would become King David's great-grandmother. If she got to the right spot, she would be a part of Christ's genealogy. Sometimes you got to get to the right spot for God to release what he has for you. Are you in the right spot? And then this is my favorite, Lord have mercy. Two points and then we can pray. You have Peter. Sometimes God has to, mm, sometimes God has to prepare you for the right spot. Are you with me so far? Sometimes God has to repay you for the right spot. In other words, in, 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 in Acts chapter 10, God is about to do something that is going to be historical. Up to all the way through the book of Acts, the only non, only Jewish people received the Holy Spirit. Only Jewish people were basically receiving Christ. 
Then all of a sudden in chapter 10, God says, I'm going to do something new. But I can't do something new because you got an old mindset. Because Peter, what I want to do is I want to bring, I want to bring non-Jews into my family. But Peter, your mindset has always been stay away from Gentiles, stay away from non-Jews. So God has to give Peter a vision of of eating foods that he has never ate in his life as a Jew. God brings down this this, this sheet full of lobster and and clams and, 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 and sausages and barbecue pork ribs and, 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 and ham and cheese sandwiches and my good. And Peter's like, no, no, no. And God says, eat, no, eat, no, eat, no. And God, and God says, what I have cleaned, Peter, you shouldn't call unclean. I'm trying to change your mind. Why? Because I'm about to have you meet a man named Cornelius, he's an Italian, and he's waiting to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, but he's not going to come to you. You need to go to him. And there's some places that God is saying, Pentecostal Tabernacle, I'm about to do a new thing in this church, in this neighborhood. I'm going to bring in people that are going to be looking different than you, acting different than you, and you're going to have to change your mind so I can do a new thing. You're going to have to get to the right spot. And so there's these timing patterns where if you, where if you just get to the right spot. So all of a sudden go there. If, I'm throwing the ball. There's a ball. See? So my point is, is that once he got to the right spot, all he had to do was receive the ball. Get to the right spot. Receive the ball. Get to the right spot. Receive the ball. Get to the right spot, receive the blessing. Get to the right spot, receive the blessing. So here's my final point. Here's my final point. Who can catch? Who's a good catcher? Okay, well, you got to be, I need somebody a little bit taller this time, sir. Uh, uh, Okay, right there. Are you you okay? Because you're on crutches. You, 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 You still can handle it? Okay, why don't you stand up? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Stand up, okay. I need to stand up, Dr. Fred. Okay, good. Okay, so, so. Okay, don't worry about, look, I know how much that window costs. <laughs> no, the window, no window, no the window. Don't worry. I, I know how much the windows cost. It's like, see, y'all don't have any faith. If it breaks, I'm just gonna. You're working. You're working. If they breaks, go give us another one. <laughs> Ooh, good thing our treasure is in here. Okay, so, so, so. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna get ready to shout. There's two. See, you gotta re- get to the right spot. You gotta get to the right spot. Now, there's two ways you can receive. If you are a receiver. There's two ways you can receive. Give me one way you can receive. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. Okay. Okay. So put put your hands out like that again. Okay. So that's one way to receive. Okay. Okay. And then there's another way to receive, sir. 
Yeah. Man, see, that's what I'm talking about. So there's another way to receive. Okay? Okay, thank you, sir. One more time. There's another way to receive, okay? You, are you watching? Now, you, now, some of you ladies say, I don't play football, so I don't care. No, you need to watch this. 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 Okay, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So, what am I saying? You may be seated, and then we're going to do this. See? See, if you want to get blessed, you got to get to the place, the place, the place of praise. The place of praise. In other words, this, this is how you praise God. It's called the wave offering. Okay? It is just like this. Just like this. In other words, see, this is how we praise God. I know you're like, I like this, but then I'm, I'm not criticizing or, you know, you can't praise God. So, but I want you to understand that this is how you praise God in the Jewish culture. In other words, in other words, I bring a blessing and I receive a blessing. I bring a blessing and I receive a blessing. I bring a blessing and I receive a blessing. I don't say, God, won't you bless me? I bring a blessing and I receive a blessing. I bless your name. You made a way when my back was against the wall and I thought it was over. You made a way and I bless you. I bless you. The reason why some of you are not blessed because you're in a spot of complaining instead of spot of praise. Maybe if you get into a spot of praise, something will get released. But you don't know how long I've been waiting. It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. He is the faithful God. So no matter what happens to me, I bless you. Even if nothing comes down, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Because sooner or later, something's going to fall down that I didn't have to work for. I can't get no help in here. I can't get no help in here. But then there's another way. There's another way to receive. And that's like this. What does it mean when someone sticks you up? Or when the police say, come up with your hands up. That means I surrender. That means there's nothing in my hands. That is the position of prayer. Means I got nothing. I got no resources. The only way I'm going to get out of this is if you come through for me. Even children understand that when they go to their father, they say, Daddy, lift me up. I can't help myself. Lift me up, Daddy. Some of you need to humble yourselves. God said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. I need your help. You haven't been in the spot of humility. You haven't been in the spot of, I can't make a way, but you can make a way. I look to the hills. Hallelujah. Get to the right spot. Get to the right spot. Hallelujah. 
you want to receive, get to the right spot. Get to the spot of prayer. Get to the spot of praise. But get to the spot. And something will come down from heaven that you didn't work for. And the only one who will get credit is God. Because all you did was get to the right spot. Tell somebody, get to the right spot. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Jesus. 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 Elder Roy, we got this building. We just got to the right spot. It, make, it makes no sense. We bought $2 million buildings in 10 months. Makes no sense. But God, because we got to the right spot, he brought the price down to within our budget. <laughs> so buildings that were over $4 million, God said, I'm going to bring it down into your price range. Why? Because we got to the right spot. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just spend a few more. I'm not finished. Let's just worship him. Whether it's, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you. Come on, any worshipers, let him hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus. I bless you. I humble myself. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, some of you, God has been way too good for you to be cute in your worship. Oh, lift your hands to the Lord. My soul longs for you because you're going to get me out of this. You're going to get me out of this. If I get to the right spot, there's a, there's a rest that remains for the people of God. He who has entered into God's rest, into the spot he has for you, will cease from his own works. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord saying to some of you that if you get to the right spot, it, God will make, God will make, the recruiter. God will make the employer. God will make them see your resume. If you get to the right spot, God will make people notice you 
if you get to the right spot. Stop trying to get yourself noticed. Stop trying to put forth your qualifications. Come to your Heavenly Father and say, God, I'm getting off of the treadmill of production and performance. And I'm going to now stop trying to be a human doing and be a human being. I'm just going to be your child. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Folks, could you just take one minute and get into the spot of praise and just begin to thank God for his goodness. Thank God for his goodness. Come on, thank God for his goodness. Oh my goodness, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me do one more thing. Let me have your attention, excuse me, sir. Let me have your attention. And if you play football, who played football? Who's ever played football? Okay, and, and so, When you want the quarterback to throw you the ball, are you with me? What do you do as a, as a wide receiver? Yep, 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 you clap, you wave your hands, and what do you use to yell to the quarterback? I'm open. Y'all didn't get that. Give me the ball. I'm open. Give me the ball. I'm open. God, give me the blessing. I'm open. Give me the breakthrough. I'm open. Give me the ministry you called me for. I'm open. Are you open? If you're open, let them know you're open. Come on, one minute of your best praise. God, I'm open for what you have for me. I'm open, Lord. For, for more joy. I'm open to receive your peace. I'm open, Jesus, for a new move of the Spirit. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open for change. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. Come on, 20 more seconds. Get, get out of your... I'm a mentality. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open, Lord. I'm open. I'm open. Whether I'm praying in humility or I'm offering up praise to you, you need to know my heart is open. My heart is open. No more whining and complaining. I'm going to you in the spot of prayer and I'm talking to my daddy about my situation. I'm worshiping, I'm gonna bless you daddy because you're a good father. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm open, Lord, I'm open. I humble myself. Without you, I can't do anything. All my resources have failed me, and I look to you 
because I'm not orphaned, I'm not abandoned, you're my father. And I'm open. Hallelujah, I'm open. I'm open. I'm going to get to the spot.